Welcome to Connect, the weekly podcast of the California MBA, featuring one-on-one -on -one interviews with movers and shakers in the mortgage industry. I'm Susan Malazzo, CEO of the California MBA. I'm very happy that you could join us today. Before we get to today's guest, I'd like to thank our Connect podcast sponsor, Incelerate. Thanks, Susan, and thanks for listening. This is Josh Wren, CEO and founder of Incelerate. We're grateful for our partnership with the CMBA and are committed as a company to help lenders close more loans. We do this with our customer experience platform that has a CRM, lead management, marketing, automation, robust content library, desktop and mobile applications. We do this to help you engage and stay connected to your current borrowers, referral partners, past borrowers, and potential new ones. If you want to find out why we're the fastest growing CRM provider in the mortgage industry, please reach out to us and ask for a demo. Okay, thanks, Josh. And with that, I would like to uh, welcome today's guest. So uh, today is very special for me. This is not only a, a member, a member of my board, but actually a very good friend of mine. Um, welcome to Paul Gelati, who is Chief Operating Officer at Pinnacle Home Loans, also founder of Access Lending Academy. Welcome, Paul. Oh, thank you, Susan. I am so excited to be here. I love the intro, movers and shakers. It makes me want to dance. That's it, right? We're going to dance later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think so, that's uh, happened before. It's probably true. That's probably true. Yeah. And it's still early in the podcast, so anything's possible. Mm -hmm. So uh, I always like to get started with a little uh, background and how people got into the industry. Um, you have a unique kind of path to the mortgage business. So I'd like to kick off with uh, just asking you that question. Give us a little background and, and how you got into the mortgage industry. Uh, you know, that's a great question. I think my response is probably close to a lot of people in the industry. I fell into it. I, you know, I did not wake up and say, mortgage, my parents own a home. I want to see what that's about and dive into that industry. Um, I was actually climbing the corporate ladder as an accountant. Um, I worked at Levi's and Gap and Foot Conan Building. Um, and uh, a friend of mine came to me and said, you know, you know, we were talking about work and you know, they looked at me and said, what do you, what, 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 you and accounting just doesn't mix. Like that's balance and checks. That's like sitting in front of a computer. You talk a lot, uh, sometimes about yourself, sometimes about others, whatever the case may be, but you talk a lot. Have you ever thought of the mortgage lending industry? And then, you know, the little cherry on top was, have you ever thought about sales? Um, and I must've had like a deer in the headlights because in my head, I was like sales, you know, that's, that's, you know, not predictable. I have to be safe. Um, and so I checked it out for a little bit. I did some, you know, at the time I, I, I poked around in the industry. I talked to real estate agents. I talked to other people that were in the industry. Um, and probably about two months after doing research, I decided to take my exam with the DRE, Department of Real Estate. I got licensed and dove in uh, in a production role with a net branch of Freedom Mortgage. And from there, the rest is kind of history. Yeah, well, this industry is better for it. You've been a, a great contributor to our leadership and kind of the initiatives of our association. Um, so, you know, we're, you know, in, after after a few years of some some hot markets in the mortgage industry, you know, mm. we're in the middle of a, of a tough cycle in residential mortgage lending. How, how do you how do you think a company could be competitive in this type of market? 
Well, it's a purchase market, you know, not too many refis going on. Um, and so I think it's really interesting. Uh, you, you are right. It's a tough market. Um, it's different for a multitude of reasons. It's different than any market we've ever seen. We've got a lot of stuff uh, in front of us. Um, you know, we've got um, an inflation, inflationary period that is, that's at its highest level since, I believe I just read somewhere, November 1981. Um, 1981, yeah. Um, even when I said that, I was like, wait, is that true? Uh, we have a huge supply demand chain issue that, you know, we're coming off of or not. Uh, we've got a, are we in a recession? Are we not in a recession? Let's redefine what a recession is. Um, and then on top of that, we've got uh, a world, our nation, that's coming out of this pandemic and lockdown. And so I think that, um, you know, a way for a mortgage lending organization, our industry and individual um, originators can look at um, being competitive and standing above the rest is to look at it really from a, a social point of view. Um, we're in right now what's kind of been trademarked or talked about as being a connection economy. And that makes sense for everything that's going right. on, right? So my gosh, as an originator or as a lender or as an industry, let's make the connection with our consumers, our customers, and our referral partners. Um, you know, let's really, let's really sit down and create um, that authentic journey for our team members and for our clients as an organization and as individuals. Um, let the technology uh, do the work and let our team members create those relationships. Because with the rate increase that has been astronomical since February is when they really started to climb till now, you know, it's no longer, you really, I don't think anyone should really rely on our rates are better, our rates are better. I think really it should be about relationships. That's just my personal opinion. I'm sure others have different opinions, but, you know, in order to stay competitive, especially in a purchase market, um, I just went through a home purchase transaction and for the first time, because it was out of state, I uh, didn't use a mortgage company that I was, or a mortgage lender, an originator that I was familiar with. And I got to tell you, the, the individual really held my hand. Um, and they were really supportive, not only to me, but to my husband, to our real estate agent. Um, they beat, not met, but beat my expectation. Um, there was very fluid conversation. And, and it was a company that had a very robust tech stack uh, with a POS and an LOS. But there was still that, that touch base. Um, even to the point where when I came, you know, I flew out to do my walkthrough, he texted me and said, you know, he remembered when I was landing and he said, okay, so you're here, you're in your new state, you know, let us know how we can help you with a walkthrough. So I really think that, um, you know, that's a, that's a huge competitive edge um, to, to create those relationships that are so supportive um, because you'll be remembered as an originator, as a lender, and you'll gain that relationship you know, from now going forward. So when rates do come down, because they will, you'll be able to have the conversation, remember the support I gave you, not that you would state those words, but it would come from that place of, you know, I genuinely supported you um, and, and you'll win the business. Um, so I, does that answer your question, Susan? Yeah, it does. I mean, I, I think, uh, and I hear this a lot, this is a relationship business. And I think now when it's not the, 
you know, it's not the, the refi boom, which is really just transactional. But when you're actually putting some, someone into a home, like you say, really being that person that reaches out, makes them feel comfortable with the process. I mean, you're from the industry, so you were comfortable with the process, but sounds like those, the people that helped you get into your new home, you know, really went above and beyond. And I, I think that's important for, for everybody to be thinking about right now. Use the technology, but make sure that your, your team is still making sure that they're making that, that human connection with everybody too. Yeah, it's, it's that white glove service that, uh, you know, I've been talking about a lot at Pinnacle Home Loans, not just for the consumer, not just for the team member, but for both. Right. And to me, that's a huge competitive edge, especially right now, especially in our industry, because you have yeah. a lot of industry folks that are kind of, you know, they're freaking out a little bit, like what's yeah. going on? Another mortgage company is closing, another mortgage company is closing. So if you can stand above that and stand out from the rest, uh, in a way that is providing, um, you know, positive reinforcement to your teams or your consumers, um, and and uh, you know, really being supportive. Um, I think that right now is is just the strongest competitive edge to have. Yeah, great observation. Um, you know, you brought up technology, which is kind of leading me to my next question. I remember when uh, all these years ago now, when you and I first met. It was your background and interest um, in technology that kind of sparked my interest to get like, how can I, how can I engage him and have him more involved with our association? Because I was working on kind of a plan to expand what the California MBA offered as far as you know information about technology in the mortgage space. We of course launched mortgageinnovators.com a couple of years ago. We've made some great enhancements to that. What can you share with our listeners about, um, you know, about mortgageinnovators.com and, and why it's an important resource for the industry? Yeah, you know, it's, um, I was, I, I am so proud and um, excited and impressed to see Mortgage Innovators shaping the way it is. Um, and the reason why is because you know, in our industry, technology is still super new and sexy, and there is so much of it out there. Um, and what I started to do is really put in a compartment that, that, that word or that combination of word technology stack. And the reason why that's so important to me is because the technology, there's so much technology, there's such an array of solution providers in our industry um, that the technology stack can be customized to fit your needs. And I think for the first time, or I, you know what I'm gonna say, I know for the first time that mortgageinnovators.com, that solution provides users or individuals that want to build out and create a tech stack, a, a, a point of reference or a place to go mm -hmm. to be supported in how to build out the tech stack. Because it can get really confusing. And the reason why it gets really confusing is you know, we'll take the example a POS simple nexus and we'll look at a POS and say, wow, it's so robust. It has all the bells and whistles needed. Right. And so then you talk to simple nexus about who should we integrate with for um, verification of assets or income. And they're going to give you who they use the most maybe, or is top of mind for that uh, specific individual at simple nexus. But that solution might not work best for you. And so you finally have a place, mortgageinnovators.com, where you can go and see 
what solution works for you because it's got everything in there. And because of the search functionality, which is brand new and pretty awesome, you know, you can go through and really it's, it's a place where you can research a one-stop shop where you can research, you can check out white papers. Um, you know, you can hear from individuals about how the solution fit into um, their, their, uh, their firm, their office. Right. And you really don't have that anywhere else. You have vendors that have partnered together and, you know, it kind of becomes this, we're lock in step with the technology that works after us or before us. But that might not be, and that shouldn't be the solution for everyone. Um, and that's something else I'd love to throw in real quick is mortgageinnovators.com services all independent mortgage bankers, regardless of the size, regardless of the production rate. So a really small startup can go in there and get the same robust information and data as an enormous company like AmeriHome. Um, so I think those are the benefits around mortgageinnovators.com. Um, I've sent a variety of people there, you know, myself, obviously, um, you know, to, to check it out and research and utilize it. But it, it's kind of become this one-stop shop data reference place for you to get everything you need to know about building out or mixing up your technology stack. Well, that is great to hear. That was, of course, you know, my goal from the beginning. So uh, it has been an exciting journey to watch the uh, the launch and growth of that site. And, and uh, we we're always looking for ways to improve it. We're working on some things right now. So great resource uh, for the industry. Um, and of course, with the, um, with the website, we have uh, relaunched after COVID uh, our Mortgage Innovators Conference, which was uh, a huge success. You, of course, have co-chaired that the last couple of years, we're back in person, just had an amazing time uh, in May of this year. Um, what do you think, you've done, you've participated in a lot of events and conferences over the years. What do you think the biggest factors in the success of that event are? Oh my gosh, so many. And I know we are, um, we've got some time. So I'm going to narrow that down to really two important factors besides uh, the awesome networking and the epic party that was held on the rooftop. We'll leave those out of the equation because they were amazing. <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, I think the two important factors that lifted this conference above all others. One, the conference, the conference was really created to engage and empower and ensure that the attendees and sponsors walked away with information or solutions or ideas that, ideas or concepts that elevated themselves in the organization. So the, what, what we wanted to create and what did happen is you didn't go and feel like you were at a large sales pitch, right? You right. really walked away with um, ways to innovate your process and procedure. And maybe even some of those ways were not just technology, but they were, you know, part of the manufacturing process of the loan. And so the attendees and sponsors really had the ability to sit back and say, we see how this solution can work within our loan life cycle and how it can benefit our team or the consumer or the journey as a whole. And you don't see that in conferences. You don't see that pivot. You see a lot of, there's a flashy new great technology out there that's coming out or that was just launched. Check it out. You know, somebody's on stage talking about it. 
but we really concentrated on it, and I know we solved for this, um, you know, lifting and elevating organizations and making the process and procedure more streamlined. Yeah, I was. Uh, I agree with you. I think that the uh, experience, right, it is what you're describing. It's like the experience that the lenders had when they were there. They really walked away with some actionable items, and and we were uh, we were very proud of that. And thank you for your leadership to help us uh, bring that yeah, home as a really successful and valuable event. Um. So, speaking of innovation, um, in addition to being an in mortgage industry leader. You also uh, started a nonprofit in your spare time. I don't know, I contend that you don't sleep. You've got two small children and you've been a very busy job and you started a nonprofit. Ugh. But uh, you founded Access Lending Academy, uh, which you uh, bring more diversity into the real estate finance industry. So can you talk a little bit about Access and, and why you got it started? Can I talk a little bit about Access? <laughs> <laughs> I guess, and also, you know, what your priorities are for, for the coming year. Yeah, that's important, too, because it's shifting as our industry is shifting, as the economy is shifting, as the needs of these diverse individuals are shifting. Um, you know, access really is the passion that fuels me during the day, honestly. It's, it's, to me, it's like one of my children in my work world. Um, you know, our mission, as you were saying, Susan, is to bridge the DNI and education gap in our industry. Um, and it's not something that is necessary to do for a corporate social responsibility, um, but it, it, it's absolutely necessary to do as we're, we're shifting in our industry. And we're looking at who's the next employee. You know, um, there's this crazy stat out there that right now millennials are responsible for 25% of our nation's economic workforce. And by 2025, that increase is going to go to 75% which to me is astounding. I mean, that's, that's a huge increase in just two, two and a half short years, right? And that generation, you know, the, the um, amount of individuals in that generation that are biracial is much larger than the previous generation. And that will, that will be a continuing trend. Um, and so I think that it's really important for us to sit back and say, how can we support our industry and in being forward thinking, not just with technology and innovation, but how, how our companies are structured and what our foundation is and what the culture is about. Um, and because of my, you know, diversity in the industry, um, that's how Access was born, you know, with those purposes. Um, and we have the ability to do it through the amazing support of our board members, through partners, um, through networking, such as with the California NBA and all the board members of that organization that are supportive of us. Um, and, and so when the learners graduate from our class, we support them in, in getting a job in our industry, which, you know, we've been, we've been and, and so pleased that we're still able to um, have uh, learners or students that graduate from our academy placed. Up until just a couple of weeks ago, we got two individuals placed with lender price. Um, but there's been a little bit of a shift with that because of what's going on in our industry. Right, right. Yeah, that's um, unavoidable right now. Yeah. Yeah. So in 2023, what we've been focusing on and what our pivot has been is to pull out sections of our syllabus, pull out sections of our curriculum and offer wellness programs to uh, either uh, solution providers or lenders in our industry 
um, as wellness is a really big part of our education at Access Funding Academy, and also offer um, supporting solution providers with being educated on the industry that their solution serves. Um, so we have the ability to do that with uh, programs that are curated for industry for our customers specifically. And so far, they've been a great success. And it's just as empowering to sit back and see, um, you know, individuals realize their self-worth uh, through a wellness program, realize how to, um, you know, create, maintain, and grow and foster productive, happy, healthy relationships. Um, so it's been a really interesting pivot, um, but it, it's one that we made quickly. And as an, a younger organization, I'm really impressed with how quick we we shifted and what we were able to produce. Um, and it seems to be, you know, supporting our mission, you know, of bridging that DEI gap and the education gap in the industry. It's fantastic. Check out accesslendingacademy.com and see everything that that organization has to offer. I really, I like the pivot for, uh, for 23 as well, Paul. That's a great idea. Um, and offering, you know, offering that service to, uh, you know, to any company who wants to improve their, you know, employee experience, corporate culture, right. all of the above, right? Yeah. So, you know, you uh, also, in addition to all the other things that you do, you're uh, a member of our board of directors and part of our leadership uh, here at the California MBA. Can you share with our listeners the importance of supporting an organization like the California MBA? Yeah, it's, um, you know, I can't emphasize enough um, my personal growth experience since being a part of your organization, just starting with the committee, right? And then now being a board member and supporting some of the larger initiatives of the California MBA. Um, it's, it's an organization that allows individuals to take their, um, their inherent skill set and apply it to our industry. Because the California MBA is so concentrated on, you know, its three main stakes of education, connection and advocacy, any individual with any skill set or any passion in our industry can join the California MBA and, and be able to apply themselves in a specific area. And so I think as an organization, to be able to provide that not only to your leadership team, but to your, um, you know, your, your teammates is so huge. I was just having a conversation with one of our branch managers, Dan Anchetta, who is a branch manager in Petaluma, and he's got a really big drive for DE&I. Um, and so we were texting super late last night, and you know he started talking to me about networking in the industry, and I said, well, why don't you, you know, why aren't you, let's get you in a committee, let's get you in the DE&I committee, yeah. DE&I committee, right? And so I connected him and Samantha, and now he's loving it, and he's getting involved, and he can't wait for the next meeting. And so what that does to that individual who's a, a producing branch manager, it, we're driving his passion. You know, we're giving him purpose beyond, right? We're invoking an, right. uh, something personal in him and we're doing it through work. So he's gonna jump all in and you're gonna see this individual that's gonna start producing more at work because we're providing him um, something that's really firing him. You know what I mean? So. You know, the California MBA is there to support those initiatives and those efforts. Um, so from that point of view, it's, it's 
you know, it's unmeasurable. I think what else I really started to learn and take hold of is the advocacy at state level um, and at national level. You know, I've learned things just from listening to you talk that didn't even dawn on me. You know, I had no idea that uh, we were so knee deep in legislation and, and all the initiatives. Um, so I think it also really supports people in staying abreast as to what's going on in their industry, um, you know, with the level of education. So just those, those couple of initiatives, um, it, 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 it's a, it, it supports that solid foundation that we were talking about. Uh, previously. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. It's a uh, it's an honor to run this organization, but I'm I'm very proud of the offerings that we have, and it's great to hear feedback like this from you about um, you know what it is that we're doing and how that's making an impact in the industry. So, thank you, Paul, for uh, being part of uh, my leadership on all the initiatives you help us um, to be successful with every year. I appreciate it. Well, thank you, and thank you for having me on today. I really it was. It was great chatting with you. This was great. This was great. And and thanks to all of you for joining us on today's Connect podcast episode. To access any of our past episodes, you can follow us on our YouTube channel. We're also available on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and SoundCloud. That's it for this week, and we'll see you next time on Connect. Here we go.